Um, and the four. Are you changing? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought I heard you changing your clothes. It was like this is Mom, a no nudity pod, Trudy. <laughs> you're on video. Doing that. This is not an X-rated moment. This is not an OnlyFans. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde the Podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how are you? I am a busy, busy businesswoman now, Allie. <laughs> Busy, busy businesswoman. I do business. Don't ask questions. Um, do the business things. Exactly. And um, yeah, like I had this thought the night before work started where I was like, you know, I've been preparing to do this job for quite some time now. Yes. And then once it starts, I don't really get to get off the ride. <laughs> No, you're yeah. you're on the ride, baby. Welcome yeah. to corporate life. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I was just telling you right before we started recording that it's awesome. They are giving us like a lot of trust from day one. In mm-hmm. that, that is great. Yeah, like I have very real projects that are absolutely necessary for certain matters or cases, and yeah, it's like not busy work. It's 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 real which is like a little scary everything feels very high stakes even though like i know i'll make mistakes it's not a big deal it's like i've already had to like cancel on friends i have a standing wednesday hang with one friend and i was like i cannot make it um and bummer i know i mean that's not gonna happen every night it's you know it just something like how to you know afternoon email being like could you get this to me this evening it's like well it's already 2 p.m we're narrowing in on evening but um but yeah so that is that is life now and um my therapist actually said she was like you know I'm like really glad that you had some time with the classmate when you had like nothing going on she's like I'm very glad that you guys got to like kind of have like the first six weeks like with nothing very true yeah and I will say though it's like it is a big difference right like he and I met up on Thursday night after work and typically our because his like his job can be done sort of like it's very like self-paced okay he does not have to like log on at 8 a.m or whatever yeah so um typically like it was a Thursday night it there was no concept of like a work night and so we would like stay up talking until 1 30 in the morning and on Thursday I said 10 p.m hard out I gotta go yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I have to be in bed and ready to wake up early on Friday. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love how like literally it's like this is going to be the h- hilarious study in contrast where I'm like, God, like work is just like terrible. How's France? <laughs> yes, I am in France. I've been here for four days now. Oh, so chic. So glam. So we spent the first four days in Paris, and then we took the train to Bordeaux today. We're spending one night in Bordeaux, and then we're going to a little town outside of Bordeaux for the rest of the week tomorrow. Amazing. And I'm assuming that is a wine country place, Bordeaux. It It is, yes. So there will be many a wine tour. Today we went to a wine museum. Okay. Was there – were there taste – explain. We learned about the history of wine. We okay. learned about like all the way back to like Greek and Roman mythology and Dionysus. And Ooh, very cool. Yeah, there was like a the coolest part I thought was like there was a temporary exhibit that had like ancient wine vessels and just really cool stuff from like ancient tombs. Um, and then there was like a history of wine kind of educational exhibit. Um, that was a little bit less entertaining. And so my mom and I bailed on that fairly quickly and went up to the roof for the wine tasting. Great call. That yes. I support that move. And is this a just you and your mom, like mother-daughter adventure, or is your brother there? No. Well, neither. So my brother okay. is not here, but we are with family friends. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. So it is – there were eight of us in Paris. There will be 16 of us on the next leg of our trip. 
Oh, wow. That's like a party. How fun. Yeah. So we were, um, we have like a, a property that we're all staying on that I, I don't oh, think anybody else state. is there. Well, I did. It's a chateau, but I didn't want to say the word chateau. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, yeah. So that has been my last uh, four or five days. We had a lovely time in Paris. We've both been here before. So it was actually kind of nice. I've been here a couple of times. It was nice to not feel pressured to do all of the main sites. Yes. And like some of the other people on our that were with us hadn't been. And so they mm-hmm. were like, got it, you know, boom, 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 Eiffel Tower, Arc de Triomphe, Sacre Coeur. Like they like yeah. had to do it. Yeah. But we were able and to that would kind be, of be like, a little bit. Relatable. That would be me. Uh, yeah. No. And that's, and we did that when we, when I was here for the first time, I did that. My mom, my brother and I were here three years ago. Um, and they had never been, so we did that. But this time we were able to be a little more leisurely. So yesterday my mom and I ventured outside of Paris actually to this massive vintage market. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your purse. I saw on Instagram. Yes. I got a vintage YSL purse that I am Ugh, obsessed with. It's yeah. beautiful. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. Um, it like called to me. It was so funny. We like went to this market. It's one of the biggest vintage markets in the world. Oh, anyway, so it's actually the fourth most visited attraction in France. Whoa. Yeah. There are over 1,700 merchants. It's massive. And it's the kind of thing where you like – I posted some videos to my story. You like wander Mm -hmm. through little alleyways and kind of just discover different merchants and stalls as you go. And different areas of the market have different specialties. It was very cool. That's really cool. I feel like knowing myself, I would feel – pressure to try to do the whole thing and that seems impossible completely impossible i mean even all the websites i read said like you could spend weeks and not see all the vendors um so we were fairly targeted with the different areas that we went to i hadn't really wanted a vintage purse until the that morning when we arrived at the market like you know it walked into your life i think i kind of want a vintage center bag and it was just staring me in the face when we walked into this one stall and i had to have it love Excited for you. That's so fun. And I like stuff like that that comes with a story. Yes, exactly. So loved that. And we've just been having amazing dinners and wine. And the next piece of the trip will be a little bit more relaxing and, you know, outdoors. It should be wonderful. Yeah, that'll be beautiful. Um, I look forward to your continued social media documentation. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, zero percent alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's an actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Yes, but I do have one um, dating-related update from before I left. Yeah, I was going to say, is there – there's closure on the goalie, right, who was like going to be your first yes. match, but then he was going to be your second match. He was yes. traveling, you're traveling. It's been a little complicated, right? It's been a little complicated. And as as we talked about, like when we were recording last week, we were maybe going to meet up that day. We were kind of actively texting. Yeah. And he had ended up – so he was the one who suggested on a Friday when we were originally texting, he was the one who suggested that we meet up the following day, which was Saturday. Okay. I was leaving for – he didn't know this at the time. Oh, no, he did know this. I was leaving for France on Wednesday. The part that he didn't know – was that that was the Saturday was the only day I was free leading right. into my trip. So he had said, you know, do you want to grab a drink and go for a walk before your softball game tomorrow, Saturday? Um, mm-hmm. As we discussed when we were recording, I had not heard back from him. So he had said, like, where do you live? I'll make it convenient for you. I told him where I live in Brooklyn, and then he did not write back. 
Okay. And I did not receive a text back from him until the following Sunday morning at like 10, 11, whatever, right before you and I recorded. And he said- Wait, the Saturday morning, because that would have meant he had missed the entire day, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. So it was like Friday night. We've mm-hmm. been – not night. Friday afternoon, we'd been texting back and forth. The yeah. last thing he said was, where do you live? I'll make it convenient for you. I told him and then he did not reply until like 10 or 11 a.m. the following day. That's and sus. Yeah. When that happened, I thought to myself, Does, did he not know I lived in Brooklyn? Like, yeah. Because he so- not like this answer? Ex- that's – exactly. Because that comes up in LA too and I'm sure it does in other – potentially people who like live in the suburbs of a big city or something where they have either not read your profile, not paid attention to whatever. And then they're like, oh, like, where do you live? And you tell them they're like, fuck. Like, right. You know, like, damn, how do I extricate myself from this now? Yeah. Right. And I know for a fact that it was the former that he hadn't read my profile. And I, I'm like putting profile in air quotes here because I know what my matchmaker sends to people about me. I know that it includes where I live. Of course it does. It would have to. It does. It has to. So he wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And which no. is we don't love really that. A, no, we don't love that. It was a, it's especially a miss on his part because he's also a client. I think I've mentioned that before. So like he's paying for this experience as well. Yeah, and I think that. You typically would guess that when somebody has a financial investment in something that they take it more seriously. You would think. But so in any case, I had already had that in my head. I had a little inkling that like, did he not like that answer? Mm -hmm. So he writes back Saturday morning. He says, so sorry, I don't know how I missed this yesterday. Would you be, what he said, what does your Sunday look like? Okay. So um, originally it was Saturday. He's now pushing to Sunday, Saturday morning. Correct. And I was playing in a volleyball tournament on Sunday. I wasn't free. So I said, tomorrow I'm going to Connecticut for a volleyball tournament. And then he said, okay, what are your thoughts on dinner after or meeting up after your softball game or Sunday evening? I'm like, again, see above. Yeah. Not free on Sunday, but I'm also not free after softball. I already made plans because I thought we were going out before. Yeah, he had suggested a freaking plan. You then are allowed to accordingly plan the rest of your day. Right. I'm not going to like hold multiple periods of time for this person. Yeah. So so after he said that, I, I wrote back and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not free tomorrow. I made plans after softball. At this point, it's like 2 p.m. and softball's at 4.30. So I was like, you know what? Like it's probably makes more sense to just wait until I'm back. I have a lot going on in the next few days getting ready for my trip. Like I'm back on this day. Yeah. He said, okay. And then I reached out to my matchmaker and I was just super frank with her. And I said, you know, here's the interaction between me and the goalie. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it for these reasons. I feel like his lack of communication was because he didn't like where I lived, which is fine, but he should have known that already. And he didn't, you know, pay yeah. attention. And then he also didn't say that when he was responding to me. He just didn't reply. And you know, I'm just not loving this interaction. And so she and I connected on Monday and turns out he had also reached out to her on Saturday. Oh my God. This is so juicy. And he had said to her- Because you like typically don't get to like hear what other people are thinking about an interaction. And so like, I'm like fucking like Michael Jackson with the popcorn right now. Like this is amazing. Yeah. So I for, I forgot to say, when I reached out to her, I was really vague. I didn't give her the whole interaction. I wanted to talk to her on the phone. So like I didn't tell her about about the part where I thought he didn't like where I lived. Mm, okay. Like I didn't tell her about any of that. Like all I said was like, hey, I, I'd like to check in on Monday. It was the weekend, right? So I was like, hey, I'd like to check in on Monday about the goalie. You know, we're not going to meet up before I go out. And like, honestly, I'm I'm kind of questioning if we're a good match. Like, let's talk Monday. Can we talk? Yes. Good sort of 10,000 foot view email. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to, we don't need to like get into details here. Let's talk on the phone. So she didn't know any of the details that I just mentioned. So she tells me what he said. Lo and behold, he wrote to her and said, she lives in Brooklyn. I'm on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. It's really far away. Called it. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly why he didn't reply. And I don't think he meant to leave me hanging for that long. He probably saw it and was like, oh, no, and then just 
didn't know what to say immediately, so never did. I said to her, I was like, I don't like this. And she was like, I don't either. I don't blame you. Also, he said to her in her email, in his email, he said, I'm really busy and it and she's really busy and it doesn't seem like our schedules are compatible. And I'm like, sir, you asked me out for the day of. Yeah. I already had plans for later tonight and tomorrow. Those are the yeah. only two days that we ever discussed. Like he doesn't actually know that I wasn't free any other day. Right. True. I, w- I called it. I was like, let's just talk at, you know, mostly because I actually at that point thought we weren't a good match. And so I didn't want to go out with him at all. Yeah. There's no point to, you know, stretch and rearrange and conform to try to make something happen that's like going to be a dud. So. Right. But like, it was sort of just funny to me that he said to her that it seems like our schedules are not compatible when the only thing he knew about my schedule was that I wasn't free that day or tomorrow. Wild. It's not like he said, what's your whole week? Give me a feel for your general schedule. And it's like, oh, you work in the mornings. I work at night. Like it's not like, yeah, that's wild. Exactly. And so I think it was actually good though, because she said, you know, I think this is actually a coaching moment for him because apparently in, in his, um, sort of criteria or, or yeah, in his preferences, like in his, what, what he's looking for, he told her, that he is looking for a like independent, career-driven, busy woman mm-hmm. like yep. himself. Like he wants Which, somebody who has a thriving life. You've like got that in spades, baby. So in her mind, she was like, Allie is exactly this thing. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I don't think that's what he actually wants. I think he wants somebody whose schedule can be more flexible to his, which is totally fine for him yes. to want that. Of course. But that's not me. And that's not what he said he wanted. Right. And so a person who is providing him the service of finding people who match what he wants, she needs to be operating on true, accurate information to serve his own best interest. Right. Exactly. Long story short, we are not a match. Uh, We won't be going out and he won't count as one of my six matches. I'm really glad to hear that because that would suck. Yeah, that was something I was really worried about because yeah. she – if so when she presents me with a match, I don't have to go out with them. But barring some major issue, they count regardless of whether I decide to go out with them or not. I, I'm sure right. there are th- – and at the time when she told me that, in my head, I was like, I'm sure there are things that could happen. Prize. We found it. <laughs> yeah. But – I wasn't actually sure. And she said that in the future too, if some if somebody like ditches me or like, you know, stops responding and we never end up going out, they also won't count. Like this, not that that happens all the time, but like, yeah, it, it gave me some reassurance. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And that, yeah, I that makes me feel good about it too. Because I was, I was like already a little, I don't know if annoyed is the wrong word, but, or I don't know that annoyed is the right word, but I had feelings about the fact that you were both clients. It, I think, I in a way, it, it in a way it worked out. But I didn't, I didn't love that it was like, oh, this person was already just sort of there. Like, I would, I'm like matchmaker. Um, meet my friend Allie, please. Like, do the most for her to find a man. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I also didn't love that he was a client, but like when she talked to me about him. She really felt like we would be a good match based on the things he had said to her. And like, so it wasn't like, it didn't seem like it was, you know, the low, the low hanging fruit, if you will. Then do you think this man is a newer client? Because I feel like this, okay, there it is. Cause I was going to say this, I feel like would have come up. No, he, she told me that he's very new to the process. I don't think he's been out with anyone yet. Got it. That now completely checks out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is like learning. And the other thing that I think I'm really glad that it happened in this way is because I said to her, I know that where I live is in my profile, but can you please make sure to talk about it when you interview somebody? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good, it's a learning moment of like, oh, this is how this process is going. And here's like a tweak that I need to make to increase my own success and like advocate for myself on this process. And so that's great. Right. Because like I don't want to end up with somebody that never leaves Manhattan and doesn't want to. Right. For sure. That's untenable. 
Exactly. And like I go into the city all the time. So like I don't mind going into mm-hmm. Manhattan with reciprocity. Of course. Yeah. Um, although it would be much easier if they lived in Brooklyn. Yeah. And I also said to her, she doesn't live in New York. So I also said to her, Brooklyn is huge. Mm-hmm. So telling somebody that I live in Brooklyn is actually not enough information. That's a yes. Good call. So I gave her the exact neighborhood, which we hadn't really talked about before. Mm-hmm. But like this has made me realize that like we need to be more specific so that somebody like really understands. I don't live close to Manhattan. Like I live pretty right. deep into Brooklyn. Where so, where, she, where does she live? Philly. Oh, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. How interesting. So I guess mm-hmm. they just are like, you know, taking advantage of like the remote model. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. So all that to say, this vacation is actually pretty well timed because she's kind of now using this time that I'm gone to, you know, redouble her search. And she had a couple leads um, of people that she wanted to reach out to. So we'll see what happens when I get back. Amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. I've also been chatting with a couple people on Hinge. Um, in France. So what if you move? Oh my God. No, you not in, in France. France. <laughs> I know. I'm teasing. Not going to fall in love in France. I didn't. I actually, for once, didn't change my Bumble to travel mode. Uh-huh. I kept it on current location. And so I've just been – and I pay for Bumble so I can see who likes me. So I've just been like perusing the men who like me in France. It's kind of fun. Any any hotties? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I haven't matched with anybody. I like have no interest yeah, in yeah. talking no, to somebody no, no. in Bumble I, I, here. But. No, I totally understand. Gosh, that'd be so fun though. It'd be like very like yeah. Emily Paris vibes. And like reading profiles in French is kind of fun. I, I, I speak I speak decent French. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the pod. So I can read the profile. So it's kind of fun to like – I don't speak that kind of French. Like I don't know a lot of the types of words that one uses on a dating app profile. So it's kind of fun to read it and be like, oh, this probably means this. And like, I'm kind of like learning better French, better like colloquial French. Totally. I mean, I remember it's like, I feel like it was a weird thing that like he probably should not have said, but like a professor in college um, was always would say, he was like, the best way to learn a new language is to like be in a relationship with somebody who speaks it. It makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. Yeah, it makes sense. Because I, like, I know, um, I know thanks. school French. Like, I haven't spent a whole lot of time immersed in a French culture. I, I yeah. learned it in school and all through college, and so I, I, I do know it really well, but not, you know, at that level. I'm so bad at foreign language. One of my favorite stories to share to prove that is that um, I had to take a language in college for, you know, just distribution requirements. And uh-huh. I took Italian. And on the last day, she went around and we all said goodbye. And she asked, like, who would be continuing study in Italian? And the girl that I was friends with that I would always partner with was very good. And so when she said she wasn't, the professor goes like, her name was actually Allie. She goes, Allie, no. Like, you are so good. Like, you must da 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 and so she's like, you know, encouraging her, or whatever. I yeah. because she and I were friends, we sit next to each other. I go next, and I very demurely, I'm like, mm, yeah, I know. I'm also. It sucks, like not continuing studying in Italian. She claps her hands and goes, "That is for the best." Okay. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I I like language. Today, actually, at the wine museum, when I was buying my mom's and my tickets, the woman asked where in France I'm from. shut up yeah wow good for you girl it was a big moment for me and then i said in french i said no i'm from the united states but i'm very excited that you just said that (laughs) yeah 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 you made my whole day yeah it really it really did listen up guys if you haven't heard yet we're coming to the dc comedy loft for another live podcast thursday march 21st get your tickets we are I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about Hey, I want to come either 
Unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Um, But we should probably talk about the topic. Yes. Let's get into it. (laughs) I, I mean, that goalie update was that was important. I like that. I yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, it's also funny. Quick side note, because um, most of the people on the trip with us follow me on social media, and so they are all up. They are like, want to know all the updates. They're like, what happened? Give us the scoop on the accountant. What's the real story? Oh my god, it's I been, love that. It's been very funny. That is fun. Yeah, I've also discovered that my mother does not listen to the pod. Wow. My mom very actively listens and will like text me each week what she thinks. Okay. The weird or not? The weird or not. So this is part two of our social media. Are we calling it a series? Social media section? Social media sequel? I don't know. Yeah. This is our social media sequel. So what today's weird or not is, or this week's weird or not is social media themed. And it is, they still have photos of their ex on their social media. This is like a perfect one that challenges the definition of weird or not in the context Mm. of the podcast. Again, this isn't weird in the sense that like plenty of people have this. They do it. Yeah. And it is an incredibly like fact sensitive inquiry, I think. I do think it depends. Like how long have you been dating? What does the caption say? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a story that I wanted to share is my friend asked her now husband when they were dating years ago. It was, I think, a Facebook photo that where like they were in a full-on relationship, and this it was a picture of him and his ex, and the caption was like, "At our favorite concert, like at our favorite band with the love of my life," and my yeah, friend was tough. like, "It's not. I I'm there now. So like, you were wrong. You need to take this down." <laughs> I I fully understand that motivation. Yeah. So like like I said, I think it's like fact sensitive. I think that people are going to say this is not weird because it's so common, but like I would say that I'm generally, if I'm at the point of caring, it's then weird to me. Mm. I'm going to say like I voted weird, even though I think that that is not the direction the people went in. So if it's weird or not, I think it's going to be 40 weird, 60 nah. Pretty close. It was 3367. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll take that as like a, I'll take like an A minus on that. Yeah. People thought that this was very not weird. The vast majority of people, almost 70%, said things along the line of like, everybody has a past. It's part of your story. There's no need to delete your story. You know, there's no need to erase parts of your life types of things. Agreed. Most of the people who thought it was weird said something along the lines of you that was very context driven. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they said things about how, what does the caption say? Or if it's like, a couple you know, couple photos versus just general photos of them. Some people saw a distinction between those two things. Mm-hmm. But most people thought it was not weird. And I think you're right. I think it's because it's very common. Yeah. And I guess here's my challenge to the people who say nah. Like, and this is a more philosophical challenge than sort of the fact sensitive question. All of like Instagram now, right, is a version of our box of photos in the closet, a scrapbook, yes. a, a some sort of collection of memories. Historically, that is very private. And so I might have photos of an ex because I want to remember that time of my life and maybe there are in there like a gift he gave me or like a memento or you know, something that mm-hmm. I just like didn't want to throw away and it's in its own little contained space. That to me is categorically different than the way you present your life to potentially thousands of other people who have much looser ties to you. And so if you are sharing, if you are viewing Instagram as a way to share your story, then I don't know that I feel good about the person that I'm dating saying like, oh yeah, like this is my story. Like there's this person too. And it's like, I don't know. Like I kind of want to move through the world when I meet new people in your life presenting it like this is the story, just me and you. You know, yeah. I like I don't know. I don't know. I understand that. I don't 
I do have pictures with an ex. It is a long time ago. I have mm. deleted or archived, I think. I think yeah, I think I've archived. archived everything. Pisses me off sometimes because I look like really good in some of them, but whatever. I, <laughs> I've archived all the photos of me and the oyster, me and ASV, me and the chef for sure. I think I deleted those and screamed while I did it. Um, but back to like the coach that I'm – Yes, you very briefly, briefly mentioned. You briefly mentioned the coach and then – I think that we said that like this was going to be the part you like dove yes. in on. Yeah, yeah, I have I have some stuff about him for this, but um, there are pictures of me and him, and I'm still on his Instagram also. But at this point, oh, that was like eight eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I I go. I think it's super contextual. I I will say something I definitely thought was weird that the Duke that I dated briefly at the beginning of this year, he was a very infrequent poster mm-hmm. and so his profile was public and so this is why i could see this he you could see on the home screen when you're just looking at his profile you could see three different women in the view and clearly exes or friends yes yeah no they were exes oh my god yeah like one like on a trip the other at like christmas time the other on some other trip and when you clicked into the caption like they are his exes and you could see three of them in the like whatever, six to nine photos that you can see when you're looking at someone's profile, like cover page, if you will. Yeah. I think also like, so that clearly is somebody who to me doesn't think about it, doesn't care. No. And so I think if it ever gets to a point where you do care and you share, you know, hey, I think, you know, we've been together long enough where it's like getting to a point where it's a little bit strange or confusing to people who maybe met us together and then started fall like we at the very end of last episode talked about friends fault like friends of the other person following you and vice versa yep. and i think it's a little confusing or weird for them to then have this impression you know would you be willing to archive those and move along or whatever and so yeah. then then if that person then draws a hard line and is like you know what i'm not okay with that then i'm like oh then you do care and now we need to talk about that that then becomes a <laughs> different conversation because like i think in a situation where one person is flexible and doesn't care and the other does care like in theory you should bend so long as their their ask is reasonable of course there's an unreasonable version of the ask but if they then assert a stance you now care yeah, I think there's – and this kind of – so the first piece that we wanted to talk about today is like when you, once you're dating somebody, like mm-hmm. social media behavior. And I think one of those things is potentially asking them if they will delete or archive old stuff. And I I do, I, I do, I think, see the validity in somebody who is like a purist in the sense of like I don't want to erase the past. Yeah. So I understand it to some extent, but I would hope that they would – that that could get sort of superseded by right. how those posts are making their current partner feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the questions that we got a lot of is what if your partner doesn't post you? And there's two versions of this. One yeah. where they have posted people previously. That's a big one where they have obviously. It. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody said, my ex had photos of all his exes, but never posted me. Weird or not. By the way, I love that people are submitting questions in weird or not format. I love that. Warms my heart. Yeah, that's amazing. That to me is weird. I would want to know I – would, I, I would ask, like, what drove you to post them? Like, did yeah. they hold a gun to your head about it? <laughs> and, you, like, do, you know, or – But if they did, why are they still up? Like, if yeah, you did – Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, you, it, it wouldn't make sense. Right, because the only way that you would know, unless you like knew your ex while they, unless you knew your partner while they were dating their ex, the only way you would know that they had posted them is if they're still up. And yes. if you were forced to post them and didn't want to, you are absolutely deleting them when you break up. Yes. Yeah, I think this is pretty weird. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. This actually happened to me with the coach. This was like, so this was the thing that I'm going to, that I wanted to dive into with the coach. So the coach had had, a long time prior, we were – he's younger than me, but we were like mid-20s when we dated. And he had had a girlfriend in high school. So this was not a very recent relationship. But he'd had like a serious girlfriend in high school. He had posted her. When we were dating, he had a fairly high-profile job mm-hmm. um, where he interacted with a lot of celebrities. Oh, cool. Good for him. Yeah, famous people, whatever. So he – and he posted a lot. 
for he actually is in social media. He posted a lot about his job with the you know famous people from his job on his Instagram. Therefore, in his mind, had this like public facing persona mm-hmm. of this guy that he was, and that guy didn't post cute pictures with his girlfriend. Interesting. And, and so I, w- I did not like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I took a wild guess on that one. Yeah, I got very upset specifically after I like didn't I like had mentioned it a couple times, and he was like, "Oh, you know, social media is for work. That's my work. Like, I don't really post personal stuff on there. It's for work, etc." And then I started going into the comments on some of his posts, and there were some women in there. Was he interacting with them? No. Okay. But they were commenting things that I didn't like. And Mm -hmm. I basically put my foot down is the wrong phrase, but I said like very emphatically, it bothers me immensely that you have a rich and deep social media presence that women are engaging in and you have absolutely no mention that you're in a serious relationship. Yeah. Like that bothers me. Yeah, that's completely fair, I think. So I, and then I how did he was. respond? He, he did too. He he started posting me. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So it was fine, and like he understood. Um, but it was a it was a thing for a while, and I would and I w- would talk to him about like you you posted your ex girlfriend, and he was like, well, that was a very different time, and you know, it's different now. Hmm. But so the flip side, so not the flip side, but the other piece of this is somebody else asked, what if they post nothing about you and claim privacy? So they haven't posted exes. Okay. Then I guess like what else – what is the other content of the Instagram? Is it like – is it food? Is it like um, their amateur photography? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Is it just dogs and cats and other animals? You know, who – you know, whatever it is. I think that then matters because like if they're posting them like drinking with friends, if they're posting – you know, because I could see like a – situation where, you know, work people follow me. So I just like to post like the meals that I cook. Like, um, you know, I have a friend with like a cooking Instagram and she lets that be like the one that work people follow or whatever. Right. So like, I think that's fine. But I think if they're like sharing every other aspect of their personal lives, except for you, then again, we're in like a strange territory. I actually have a a friend is the wrong word. We're certainly not friends anymore. And I'm not sure we were ever like friends, but a a female acquaintance. Um, And she, the reason I'm distinguishing it, because I think a lot of these questions are about like, he isn't posting me or whatever. So she had a philosophy of even when she was in a relationship, she never wanted to give off the impression that she was like not open for an upgrade. What? And so yeah, and so she's so she never ever ever posted someone she was <gasps> dating. Good lord! Mm-hmm. No wonder you're not friends. Yeah, she's insane. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If somebody gives you that reason, that's a problem. Okay. Yes, I don't think she would have ever <laughs> said that directly to someone she was dating, but that is the reason that she gave us that as like the real reason. Got to keep them on their toes, you know. Like, hey, babe, yeah. I, I got to make sure everyone knows I'm ready for an upgrade. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but in in both of these scenarios, I think you just need, and this is what I did. I think you just need to focus on the way that you not being posted on their social media makes you feel. Yeah. Like, and I think – sorry, finish your thought. Go No, go ahead. I was going to say I also think here – I think the time horizon on it changes the reasonability of the – the reasonableness of the ask. Mm. I think make sure that you are being like reasonable in terms of, oh, like we've been together this long. I'm posting you. You know that. And you've – you know, it's not like one month. Or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever feels right for your relationship where this is now bothering you. I just think, like, make sure that it is a reasonable thing at this point. Yeah, I I agree. And and it's tough because there's no objective, you know, after this amount of time. But I think it's it's similar advice to, you know, people who ask, when can I ask to be exclusive or when can I ask to define their relationship? It's like... Mm -hmm. Really think about where that need is coming from and whether, you know, if you were – if the 
shoe was on the other foot and you were receiving this communication in the situation that you're in, how would you feel about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's the right way to put it. Uh, yeah. The, the flip side of this, somebody asked us what to do when your partner likes to post all about their life on social media and you hate it. Oh, interesting. I mean, again, I think here it is the same sort of self-inquiry, I think, permeates both of these questions, which is, what is normal for this person? And are they deviating as it pertains to information about you? And so is, I can't quite tell, is the question, because I'm reading it as well, um, do you hate that they're posting all about their life or do you hate just social media in general and you're not posting? It's unclear, but I think both are valid questions. Agreed. I think that if like, if you're just not that into social media and don't like posting, that should be very clear to your partner about like everything else that you do. There will be times where I'm like, you know what? Like we're having such a wonderful, you know, like I really want to be present for this weekend with my friends. I'm just yeah. like not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to take pictures. I'm not going to post about it. At that point, you're not making a conscious effort to exclude one thing. You're just sort of blanket a quiet person on social media. Right. But I think – so I liked I, – when I was reading these questions, I made up a little like fantasy scenario in my mind where this person is dating the person who says, what if they post nothing about you and claim privacy? Oh, I love that. That's really funny. <laughs> so because there's two sides of the same coin, right? Where yes. it's like one person – like let's say they hate social media. They hate how much people reveal about their lives and so they post nothing about their lives or and thus you. Mm-hmm. And the other person is like, ugh, like they're claiming privacy, whatever. Meanwhile, the privacy person is like, they're all over social media. They're posting all about yes. their life. I fucking hate it. That's so funny. I love to envision these two people in a relationship. Um, yes. That's very funny. But then uh, that does still like that, – that I think sort of proves the point, which is that just like look at who this person is across the platform as a whole and then choose – then it's not personal. Now it's just a choice about do you like this aspect of them as to any other aspect. Maybe they like are vegan and you're not. Maybe they are whatever. You know, who cares what it is? If it's just like a mismatch of like, this is really important to me to make basically like vlog, like diaries on the internet or something. Like, you know, we talk a lot about Tinks, our fave, yeah. like TikTok gal. Like, she needs to date a guy that is okay with her talking about like her day-to-day -day existence. And so like if you're not cool with that aspect of a, the person you're dating, then that's a totally different – now it's a larger, different question than just like a are they posting me or are they not posting me? Yes, uh, exactly. And that's actually something that I talked to my matchmaker about in terms of I, so I don't want her to tell people in advance about my whole dating life, social media existence. Yep. In the same way that I don't write about it in my dating app profile. However, we actually just talked about this recently. I do want her to kind of probe for how they view social media. Mm -hmm. That's very Be smart. Because I think it, to a much lesser extent than Tinks, obviously – I need to date somebody who is okay with what we are doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so there's like, it's a fine line because I don't want to provide way too much information that before they meet me might freak them out. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want to date somebody that is going to, you know, thinks that social media is the devil and ruining us all. Right. Yes. Totally. Yeah, that's not going to work. No. And what I was going to say when you were talking about that person who – is a little bit uncomfortable with, you know, somebody posting all about their life on social media. I think that if you are dating somebody like that, you might need to accept that you can't post about them because they don't want their mm. likeness or their life out there. Yeah. And that might That's make like a pretty like hard not stance. compatible. Yeah. I agree, but there are people like that. Yeah, fair enough. Wild. It might make you not compatible. Yeah. I think these two can sort of be lumped together. Either the person, the people who are following like just a shit ton of like hot girls. Oh my God. Yes. And then potentially somebody who is like commenting fire emojis, like, like you know, like stuff like that. 
Yeah. So like somebody's social media behavior now. Yes. We got a lot of questions about. Um, so somebody asked us, they follow many OnlyFan-like accounts. Would you ever address this? And then somebody else asked, should you be concerned about the type of accounts your partner follows? For example, explicit accounts. Yeah. For me, it's a yes and a no because – on the one hand, you know, I'm sure you're I'm sure whoever you're dating is amazing. I'm sure they're wonderful. And yet your boyfriend is not going to like make it with this girl. Like <laughs> it's not happen, you know? And so like I'm sure he's great. I'm sure that he's amazing, but like no. And so I think that like to me it's like a it, it's kind of fantasy. Like if you want to follow that, go for it. If the, whatever. I don't really care about that aspect of it. What I would care about is if – so, like, is it a very hot girl that, like, he knows? That would be a little concerning. If they're just sort of, like, almost, like, professionals in that way, then fine. But then I might at a certain point ask, like, hey, could you make, like, a Finsta and just follow all of them together on, like, a separate account so that, like, when my mom looks at who you follow, it's not, like – bikini bikini lingerie bikini like you know yeah that's what i think i would ask for where it's almost like i don't care enjoy the view but like don't like don't make other people come into my life and ask me questions i think that's the thing that would get me about it is that like other people can see who he follows and so especially if it's a high percentage like it sounds like in a couple of these questions it's a high percentage of their following mm-hmm. or people they follow. And so, yeah, my mom is on Instagram. If she clicks into the people he he follows and it's like, you know, only fans like stuff, not just bikinis, but like very explicit, that is not a conversation that I want to have. Exactly. And to your point, I don't care that he looks at them. Yeah. In the same way that like I don't care if he looks at porn. Yeah, same. It's it just exists on a different platform. It's just on Instagram versus some random website. Yes. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't necessarily want that to be seen. The other thing is that because of the way that like the Instagram algorithm works, if if they, not just yeah. a guy thing, but like it's based on the questions, it's entirely being asked about men. Um, if they are commenting on these posts or liking these posts, that is going to show to other people that see those posts and follow them. Yeah, that's a really good point. And so it, it sort of tangentially related. Somebody asked about the reply guy phenomenon, which I had to look up on Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So Wikipedia tells me that a reply guy is a term for a man who frequently comments on tweets or other social media posts in an annoying, condescending, forward, or otherwise unsolicited manner, especially posts by women. It can also refer to a person who frequently and zealously responds to posts from famous people. Yeah, that's so strange to me. I actually know a girl who does this. Like, she'll it's comment so on weird. like other like female celebrities being like, "You look amazing, Kim," and I'm like, "Why?" I yeah, and like on the one hand, I guess I have to I get it because I like those comments on my Instagram. Like the people that comment that on my Instagram don't know me, but I'm also yeah, not Kim true. fucking Kardashian. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, like, I understand it on There's some There's a tension level. there. I get it. Yeah. But I think that what you said is different. Like, you look great or whatever. Like, supportive comment is different than, like, there are people who are trolling in comments. There are people who are saying weird shit. Yeah. Friend of the pod, Mel, actually, told me about a conversation that she had with a guy where he was bragging about how many famous people had blocked him no that's bad yeah that's not a flex yeah he clearly thinks it is though very much so yes wow no not not a flex bro yeah uh yeah so like that would that would actually uh, really turn me off if i saw that a guy that i was seeing was like commenting on and not even just trolling but if like a guy that i was seeing was like trying to get a celebrity's attention in their comments in any capacity. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah. What are you doing? What about when, and this, uh, this is one of those things where it's like, it drives me wild and yet like it is what it is. And again, I'm grateful that I don't have to think about this because of the classmates lack of social media where you have texted them something that requires a response. 
It is a direct question. It's not amusing. It's not like a funny video that they can watch whenever. And they like post an Instagram story. <sighs> I hate that we read into this, but of course we do because yeah. how can we not? It's like you're on your phone, dude. I think that if it's a pattern, it's something you can address. That's fair. I mean, okay, it's something you can address no matter what if you want to. But like if it happens once, twice, you know, once in a while, I would let it go, honestly, because I don't I don't know if it's not worth it. But if this is something that's consistently happening where your partner is very slow to reply to you but extremely active on social media, yeah, I think it's something you want to talk about. Again, focusing on how it makes you feel. Yeah, definitely. You you have to come from, like, I felt like this. I I know that's not your intention, or I assume it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But here's how I feel. And then the last piece of this sort of social media behavior section, mm-hmm. somebody wrote in to us and said, unfollowing after a fight, is that revealing of maturity or not a big deal, just an in-the-moment thing? I think this is bad. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think this is a very childish, bizarre, like, F you. Agreed. I, I think this is like the equivalent of hanging up on someone consistently, like, walk, you know, storming out in the middle of a conversation. That's a really good analogy. It's like those childish knee-jerk responses that are not okay as you know because that means when if you unfollow it's actually worse than both of those things to be honest because it's like that's a breakup and we'll get to breakups in a second yeah but you don't un you unfollow somebody or you could unfollow somebody when they're not in your life anymore so unfollowing somebody after a fight it's like a manipulation tactic that hey look how easily you could not be in my life i Mm. unfollowed you because of this fight that's a good point that's a good point. And I'm I would guess that the person who executed this tactic wanted to convey that. Yes. Absolutely. It's not even it's not even casual manipulation. It is deliberate manipulation because that is exactly what you are trying to convey. You are trying to convey that you could walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's this is terrible. Break up with this guy. <laughs> or please. Woman. Um so speaking of breakups, so many questions about how to handle breakups with social media. And we talked about at the top, we talked about, you know, leaving pictures, not leaving pictures. So many people asked, should you unfollow or block your ex? What do you think? I I think it's up to you. And it depends on, I have never blocked, I have unfollowed my exes. I have not blocked them because I don't care enough and I don't and I'm not tempted. And mm-hmm. so but for but for example, the student has blocked me and I think that he was like saving him from himself there. Yeah. And I'm also private, so like I believe PowerPoint PowerPoint like unfollow I actually PowerPoint unfollowed me after I posted um I Instagram storied after our breakup like a the headline of an article uh-huh. That like I find funny and would share with many people in my life, but it's something that like he and I would laugh at a lot together. And he unfollowed uh, me after I posted that. Can I ask and, how you know that? Pardon? How do you know that? How um, do you know the timeline of when he unfollowed you? Oh, that's a good question. How did I piece that together? There was a moment where he actually called me and was because I'm private. And he called me and was like, I made a mistake. Can I like please follow you again? Oh. And so it might have been that time. Got it. Yeah. That you found out when he got it. Okay. So yeah. So like once an ex unfollows me, it it is effectively a block because they cannot see my stuff. Yeah. Same. And somebody else asked, is it childish to block exes on social media? And I don't think so. Definitely not. Especially – I don't really think it's ever childish. But a lot of times blocking your ex on social media is all about you. It's not about them. It's not about – because they don't – I mean, maybe if they search for you, they'll know they blocked you, you blocked them, whatever. Ideally, hopefully, you're not blocking them so they know you blocked them. Mm -hmm. You're doing it because 
you are saving yourself from seeing them. Exactly. And, and know I, that you might search for them. And I can definitely, I definitely know the way that I, th- the reason I don't re- quite remember PowerPoint is because that was many years ago, but the student I figured out because I like, I actually love like nothing more than just like stalking myself. Like I love scrolling through my own Instagram and um, I noticed his like tag was missing. Oh, And so I was like, where does, I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I figured out that happens when they block you. Yes. Yes, it does. That's, I've actually discovered a few people on TikTok, not people that I know, a few people on TikTok that have blocked me, some of whom I know about, but sometimes somebody will send me a TikTok and I can't see it. And I'll be oh. like, hey, this video is not available. And they're and like, it's right here. And then I do some investigating and discover that that person has blocked me for some reason. That's so weird. Especially yeah, when you they probably, them. I mean, they probably said something shitty on one of my videos and I clapped back. And that's honestly probably yeah. what happened. I know that one of like Logan Yuri's catchphrases is block your ex. And yep. I think that she is coming from that place of don't give yourself the opportunity to like stalk and reminisce and like potentially see them with someone new and all that stuff. But again, I do like I do think it's like it's what you can handle, it's what you're comfortable with. I kind of like like I kind of like seeing what they're up to. I don't I mean my my two most recent serious exes don't have social media, so it right. hasn't really been a thing for me for a while, but and people are probably a little bit confused because I have done a lot of content about how I don't think you should block people. And I just want to be clear that that content was not about social media. That Mm -hmm. was about like phone number blocking. Because the reason why I don't recommend blocking people is because you can't see escalation. Like if they're trying to reach out to you and they're, you know, becoming maybe dangerous or something, you can't see that if you have someone's phone number blocked. But social media is different. Like that's not, that's not the, well, maybe it'll be the place that they reach out to you, but they're going to try your phone number. Yeah. And also social media is about you not being able to see them. And via phone number, they will, they can hit send regardless of the block. Whereas on social media, you can't, like you can't even access, it'll say like user not found. And so that is a situation where you are actually cutting off a path, not just blinding yourself to their words. Yes, really good point. Because the the thing that I think is dangerous about blocking somebody's phone number is that they could be sending you stuff and you're just not receiving it. Right. And they they may or may not know that you're not receiving it, depending on how savvy they are about what happens when you block someone's phone number. Mm-hmm. So that that's the reason I don't recommend that. But social media is totally different. Yeah, I don't mind. I have not unfollowed my exes who do have Instagram. I don't know how I would feel if some of my more recent ones did. I might. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad I don't have to deal with it. At the time when I was in a relationship with them, it was annoying. But now that they're exes, it's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I also – so, like, I still have friends that, like, follow pa- – PowerPoint's also public. So I, I could look mm. at him whenever I wanted. Yeah. I definitely – like, I, def- I I haven't, like, clicked on a story because I'm not stupid. But, like, I've definitely looked. <laughs> I'm laughing because somebody asked, why do they still watch stories after a breakup? And I just want the answer to be because they're dumb. <laughs> I mean, it might just be like if they still follow you. I mean, who knows where Instagram puts it in their fucking list? Goddamn Instagram. I mean, they could be like not even paying attention and just see it for a second and be like, whatever, swipe. I also sometimes will click into a story and forget that my phone is open and walk away. Yeah. Like, honestly, people stop reading into story watches. They mean nothing. Also, although Instagram does choose violence a lot and puts the people at the very top that you like, don't need to know watched your story it happens all the time it's like 13 seconds i'm like oh cool now i look like i'm obsessed with you but don't be scrolling through your story watchers like instagram please never give us a feature where we can search our story watchers please never do that yeah that's danger danger zone yeah who has the time to be scrolling through story watchers to see if a certain person watched their story don't do that absurd i just think that i would have aggregated to the top of PowerPoints if I had viewed it. Yeah, no, it's a good call. I have, this is not finding Mr. Mr. Hyde approved advice. Just, this is not advice at all, by the way. It's just a funny thing that a friend of mine does. So if you have, so in addition to having a potential Finsta that you could use, um, if you have somebody blocked, obviously you can't see them, right? However, if you unblock them and then watch their story and then immediately reblock them, they will never see that you watched their story. Whoa. Because you you cease to exist to them again after the blocking. That's amazing. So as long as you can – as long as they don't check in that 
really small Tiny time window. window. Again, I am not suggesting that you do this. I'm just offering up information that I find funny. Yes. A potential feature. A potential feature. Um, but it requires you to have them blocked, obviously. Yeah. But no, so what I, I was going to say does that. is, um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would need to start from the point of you block. would have to be. Yeah, they would have to be blocked. What I was going to say is that I have like other friends of mine still follow exes of mine. Oh, yes. Same. And so I will sometimes like get information that way. And I think some like I've absolutely had PowerPoint would DM friends of mine to try to like get information back to me for sure when we like early on in the breakup and even like recently he's been dming actually a couple friends being like hey like let's get coffee and it's like get out i i so my actually the only ex i've ever blocked um i've previously called him the buffalo the only ex i've ever blocked is I don't think Buffalo still. has made a podcast appearance. I think that might be no. like a vintage. Finding it was Mr. a Hyde. it was a Finding Mr. Hyde nickname. Yeah, yeah, earlier this year, I've I've talked to, I've told stories about him. Um, he's the one. He lives in Buffalo. That's why he's called the Buffalo. Um, right. Yeah, he's the one that um, broke up with me, ghosted me. Oh, I do know who this is. Then okay, after inviting me to his cousin's wedding where I had bought my plane ticket. Insane. Yeah, um, still owes me that money. Anyway. So I blocked him. I'm very well well versed in small claims court now, actually. So, (laughs) Um, so he doesn't have Instagram, but I blocked him on Facebook because I just I kept looking at it obsessively. This is like six or seven years ago, and I just had to stop. So I blocked him on Facebook, but a couple of my friends who he had met when he came to visit me are still, I think, friends with him. And so for a time, not anymore at all, but for a time, I would periodically be like, okay, I'm ready for information. Love like, that. Okay, I, I, and he was dating somebody. He started dating somebody very soon after we broke up and they're now married. Oh. Um, and so like when they got engaged, I didn't know. I didn't find out about it for like four or five months because I hadn't asked for information and I had given very strict instructions that I was not to be given information unless I asked for it. That's hilarious. So finally, yeah. once you asked, they were like, oh, we've been dying to tell you got married. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, they went to Disneyland and wore matching ears. And that is all. Oh, I'm so out on that. Yep. Yep. I saw that and barfed in my mouth and never needed another piece of information again. Yep. Dunzo, Dunzo, Bunzo. This was a, this was a meaty app. It was. It was. It was a fun one, though. I feel like I laughed a lot. It was fun. Um, oh, the one other thing I wanted to say about breakups mm. is that I think – People get really in their head about what other people are going to think when all of a sudden pictures are gone or you haven't posted somebody in a while. And I think we all just need to hold hands and acknowledge out loud that we know what that means and it's okay. Totally. And also, like, I'm sorry. I look forward to being the guest star of your brunch one day when your group chat is being like, oh, my God, did you notice this? Right? Like, and also, you know, it's it's like what they used to say about newspapers, where it's like, Spell today's name, right? news is tomorrow's, like, hamster cage betting. Oh, yes, that too. That yeah. Too. I was, I so was thinking like, about the, I don't care what you say about me, just make sure to spell my name right. Oh, yes. I like that too. You know, some other crazy thing is going to happen tomorrow. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we're, we are all the heroes of our own lives and very small to others. Yes, completely. Nobody cares about you, as we always say. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Well, another fun one. Go enjoy France. So jealous. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. I have a whole other week here. I love it. Enjoy. And have you checked out Hulu? I have not, but I will do that. You just reminded me as you were saying that I was like, I got to look and see if I can watch Bachelor in Paradise. I will check that when we sign off and I will let you know if you will see me. For this week's VIP chat. Yeah. And hopefully um, all of our patrons and any new patrons that want to hop on can enjoy our Bachelor in Paradise recaps, potentially from France, potentially not. Um, yes. Go to patreon.com slash Height and tell a friend about the pod. And that's our your homework assignment is to check Hulu. Our listeners assignment is to join Patreon and tell a friend. Join Patreon. The, because the other thing that we are going to launch, probably when we get back, because I'm not yeah. sure I want to deal with it on vacation. But yeah. the other thing that we're going to launch for our patrons is that you can ask us. We're going to have a dedicated question asking 
location. I'm using that weird verbiage because we don't know how we're going to do it quite yet. But we're going to have a place where the patrons can ask us questions and we will answer them in Patreon episodes or Mm -hmm. clips, not full episodes. Yeah. And I think it'd be cool to do like a like a fast answer, like 15 minute grab bag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and based on the number of patrons that we currently have, your question is highly likely to be answered way more likely than our normal grab bag episodes. Like at this yeah. point, it's 100%. Yeah, and that I would happens. say, I think what can be cool too is like, we'll spend 15 minutes on like one question that's like a little bit more in depth or like personal rather yeah. than like what can fit in an Instagram box. And so like, I think yeah. that'll be cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I also wanted to plug our Discord that you get with one of the tiers of our Patreon because a couple people DM'd me saying a really great idea would be a community chat and i was like we got it well we got it our discord is awesome the people that are in there get first of all inside scoop before it happens um or when it happens about what's with us but it's also turned into this really lovely community of people supporting each other which i love yeah it's been awesome i love hearing about everybody's dates and it's super fun yeah same so that's all from us. Indeed. That's all, folks. All right. Um, what is uh, adieu? Is that right? Yeah. Adieu. Au revoir. Au revoir. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Okay, bye. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>